It's my cast. She only thought she was ready. She I didn't know th- she yeah. was ready. It's a lot. I think I have to adjust the mic a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm Sasha. I'm Marie. And we are here to discuss smutty books that we read, which, as I have said before, we define smut as books with no nutritional value uh-huh. in them. So they're not necessarily like just dirty. Yeah. Which I think would be like the traditional smut. definition of smut. But yeah, they're just kind of like I learn crappy. Not- I, yeah, yeah. I get nothing from reading these books. I'm not like learning about why the Civil War started or like <laughs> the subtleties and the different versions of communism. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm learning we're, nothing. We're not learning about late stage capitalism no. here. We're, <laughs> this is just salacious fun. Uh-huh. And so with our salacious fun, today we are going to be reading part two of Petals the Wind uh-huh. by V.C. Andrews. So if you're not familiar with this series, it's the book two in the Dollinger series, which is the sequel to Flowers in the Attic. And if you've never heard of Flowers in the Attic. Have you been living under a rock? Are you not a sixth grade girl? Like, <laughs> I don't understand why you don't know what Flowers in the Attic is. I'm just like over your shit. So this is the second book of Flowers in the Attic. We've already done the first part. Now we're into part two. First part, dull. Yeah. We find out, we, we get answers that we wanted. Uh-huh. I think. A little bit. For the bit. most part. More or less. But part part two, we get into the nitty gritty, I feel like. We, we, yeah. We, we get, get down and we get gets dirty. a little juicier. Yeah. So we're not going to do a cast and catch because I think we cast everybody in season not in season in the episode last episode one episode one except of this part except of maybe, this book <laughs> except maybe julian also i'm not saying we're tipsy but i'm not saying we're not tipsy we haven't not, not been drinking uh-huh. all day today but we were also walking when we were drinking and that's like healthy uh-huh yeah we were walking our dogs so we uh-huh. were being good human beings and treating our animals well uh-huh we got like ten thousand steps in Almost. Almost. We'll do another dog walk around the neighborhood yeah. at some point. But anyway, you guys don't care how many steps we have. I mean, if you do, you can follow us on our fitness things. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> Amberlyn Reed still hasn't followed me Aww. on my fitness pal, and I am pissed. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm calling I'm you out right now, Amberlyn Reed of YouTube fame. I put into my fitness pal request, and you haven't accepted it. And I just feel really hurt. <laughs> I mean, fair. I mean, I don't log ever my calories because mm. when you drink as much as I do, that's just. Yeah, you kind of don't. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, it's also really hard because so I could be like, OK, I'll, I will log this line in cools that I'm drinking right now, but they won't have the exact one and right. they'll have like a Weiss beer, but not like the Weiss beer you're drinking. So it could be different yeah. ABV wise. And then. People do weird shit with hops, and it's just, it's a nightmare. I mean, really, it's probably, like, better to just not drink, but who's going to do Shut up, Marie. Shut up. You didn't let me finish. I was going to say, who's <laughs> going to not do that? I mean, when I used to, when I was thinner, I would just have Skinny Girl, Ooh. Cucumber Vodka, uh-huh. and that's it. <laughs> just a shot of Skinny Girl. Because, actually, it's very nice to sip. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think I don't have it in me to just do straight shots it's gonna have to be beer or wine and that's the calorie heavy heavy stuff so that's life sometimes i'm like i want to i want to reduce my calories today so i'll have a glass of wine instead of a beer (laughs) because you're so health conscious Uh uh-huh and it's good for my heart yeah i swear i'm not an alcoholic just for the record (laughs) sure Uh sure 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 anyway Back to the point of this podcast where we talk about books that we've been reading. That maybe also drive us to drink. Let's uh-huh. be honest. Uh, there, there are, Marie, there are some troublesome things in this book. Yeah. We will yeah. discuss. We will discuss. Uh-huh. I mean, okay, though, like, I get why all of this happened. Uh-huh. If I was Kathy... Yas queen like like uh, that's how i feel Uh except for the second part of this there's rage coming Uh by the way i am so pissed at kathy yeah 
I think I know where you're going with that, and I, I get it. It's such bullshit. Okay, anyway. So where we last left off with Petals on the Wind, a part one, it was Christmas. Everybody was happy at Dr. Paul's house. Kathy was living there. Chris was living there. Carrie was living there. Everybody felt happy, loved, and at home. We come into part two. It is Christmas. Their gifts are being given out. And Kathy's gift is a ticket to a ballet performance in like the main town, the big town. If you're not from a small town, I don't think you understand the concept of we going to town. Mm-hmm. And that's sad because if you've never experienced that, oh, we're going to that town. Excitement. That excitement. Like when going to Walmart is a trip, mm-hmm. then you don't understand like real American life. Small town living. Small town living is something special. But anyway, she gets these tickets to the ballet, which is going to be the Nutcracker. So they go, they go to the ballet and it's like a backstage pass, meet and greet, like he paid for VIP, Dr. Paul did. Mm-hmm. And so they meet Madame Mariska and her husband, George's. George. George's. <laughs> it's, I see, I think it's French, so you just wouldn't pronounce the S. No, it's George's. <laughs> sure. It's spelled, okay. It's spelled like multiple George's. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and like, Kathy's like, oh, I'm a ballerina. And Madame Mariska's like, fuck you. No, you're not. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. And she's like, I've been on point since I was 12. Okay, one, Kathy. Your ballet training in a fucking attic doesn't count. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Yeah. Nobody knows your Right, form. yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like she didn't have anyone there to be like, oh, no, you need to correct this, this, and this. Yeah, no, that doesn't count at all. But Chris is very defensive of her, and Chris is like, she's amazing. She's the best ballerina ever. And Madame Mariska, As if he has, like, the ability to judge. Somebody who has two left feet is over here saying she's the best dancer Mm -hmm. ever. I'm like, shut up, Chris. You're a fucking idiot. Anyway, Madame Mariska's like, okay, well, prove it then. Because, you know what? You can audition to be in my ballet company. Mm -hmm. And Kathy's like, yeah, yeah. Nervous, excited. The whole bundle of nerves. Mm-hmm. And so that's on Christmas and Christmas Day, I believe, or the day yeah. after Christmas. No, it's Christmas Day. So they go back to the house and they're all like, just, okay, we're all going to go to bed. But Kathy can't sleep. And I guess neither could Chris because they like wake up in the middle of the night, lay under the Christmas tree and then make out. Now, if you guys are just joining us, Chris is Kathy's fucking sister brother brother yeah beers beers we've had several beers but no chris and kathy are siblings they're siblings yep and they're making out and then chris is all like let's take this upstairs oh uh, yeah and they do momentarily kind of, they, kind try. Of. they think about it. but then kathy's like well no because your room is too close to our war our benefactor's room dr paul's room so mm-hmm. he could hear us and then Chris is like, oh, my God. Chris is like, we'll just go to your room, room that you share, share with our little sister. sister. Because she can sleep through anything. Ew. <gasps> so gross. And Kathy's yeah. like, how about we don't? Yeah. No, <laughs> I think. Well, I think that. I think they like, don't they? Like she, they like strip down and like they kind of like st- start to they but then start to, i think she's like no 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 this is wrong well and also like he freaks out because he finds her secret food stash that she's been hoarding <gasps> right. away oh yeah no no because i think no it almost like gets a little rapey because yeah. i think she like tries to fight him off she like was like she changes her mind so they tumble to the ground and then he looks under her bed he's like hey why are you hoarding all this food and stealing from dr paul what the fuck yeah and it's just gross. And so she kicks Chris out of the bedroom that she shares with her little sister. Uh-huh. And uh, they don't have sex, thankfully. Yay. Because that's fucking gross. Anyway, next day, December 26th, day after Christmas, Kathy gets a tryout at Dr. Not Dr. Madame Marishka's ballet school. And so she goes there. It's the Rosencroft School of Ballet. She meets again. So she met Julian briefly. 
mm, the night before stage. because he was the star of the Nutcracker. I've never seen the Nutcracker. I have, but it's been a very long so time. So I don't know what the star means. I think he's like the prince, right? I think so, more or less, if I remember correctly. Yeah. No, he's the Nutcracker then, right? Is he the Maybe? Nutcracker? I don't know. I don't understand classy Some kind of, shit. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it's been a very, very yeah. long time. So he, but he's also like this star that was just visiting from New York because he turns out to be Mariska's and George's son. But he's also there at the auditions and he sees Kathy and he's like being all like, hey, you're like, hot. You're hot. Do you want to dance with me? Oh my God. You're hot. I'm hot. Let's do this. And, and Kathy's just like, no, <laughs> not into you. Not into you. I'm 15. Go away from me. You 18 year old creep. Yeah. It's basically what she's saying with her eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she does her like dance and she's like really into it and she loses it. herself in the music yeah she's she's winning it she's achieving the dream and then suddenly just like blood everywhere from her vagina region uh-huh. just a pool of vaginal blood mm-hmm. and she passes out because a lot of blood apparently mm-hmm and so the next thing she knows, she wakes up and she is in the hospital. And it turns out she had to have a DNC, which I did not look what that stands Me for. Me neither. I didn't think to. No. <laughs> and like, apparently we will learn that it's like an abortion term. Like she had something right, like wrong. Some, well, it was almost like a miscarriage. Yeah. I think. But, so I imagine it's like a partial okay. miscarriage. But like at the time. Her brother is like, yeah, it's just kind of like your last few periods got backed up and they were just kind of stuck in there and they just had to take out this blood clot and that's it. So, I mean, to me, that was a giant red flag of like, no, I have a feeling it's it's not it. I have a feeling she maybe got knocked up when you guys were up in the attic. Mm -hmm. And I just looked up what a DNC is. And so you could actually have a DNC and it it isn't like referred to as an abortion thing Uh but it can be an abortion okay because it's just a procedure to remove tissue from the inside of your uterus so in theory you could like if you have heavy bleeding you could do that to like right if there's like a clot uh or something oh see doctors perform dilation and it looks like charcuterie but it's not it's it's courage to diagnose (laughs) And treat certain uterine conditions such as heavy bleeding or to clear the uterine lining after a miscarriage or abortion. But yeah, every but Dr. Paul was like, you know, it's because you didn't have your period for so long. Well, see, and I don't even think Dr. Paul said that to her. Chris said that. And then like, so they were like hugging and that's when Dr. Paul like Mm -hmm. peeks in the room and he like, I think Kathy notices or Chris notices that he kind of like frowns, but then he kind of like relaxes his face mm-hmm. and then comes in so it's like he you get the sense that he's like yeah something is fucked up between <laughs> these two siblings but i'm not gonna bring it up mm-hmm. but i'm putting a note in my book about that <laughs> i'm gonna put a pin in that put a pin in that but on the plus side of all of this madame marishka was impressed by her dancing and she gets into the fancy ballet school ballet school i'm gonna call it ballet school because i'm <laughs> no! not cla- i'm not classy uh-huh so the next part basically chris and carrie go off to school despite the fact that carrie is pretty fucked up in the head and shouldn't be sent away to boarding school no she really probably should be closer to people that she knows and is comfortable with but i like it's sold as like a special school so like i I kind of get sold as a special school i kind of get that and like maybe dr paul knows all the schools in his neighborhood are shit and it's just Maybe. like, you know what? This one's better for her. I'm a rich doctor. I will send my ward to where I want to. But mm-hmm. then again, at the same time, she was locked in the attic for four years. So perhaps you shouldn't like rip her apart from the only family she knows. But, you know, I'm not a doctor. Call you crazy. Call me crazy. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a mother. But it just feels like I wouldn't send my dogs off to a special school. <laughs> yeah. So... That leaves just Kathy and Dr. Paul together alone at the house. And so the night after they drop Carrie off, Kathy can't sleep. 
Anna, so she tries to go get some more milk. But then she sees Dr. Paul. She's like, oh, hey. in his chair and she's like, hey. And he's like, hey. They do like a little like flirty mm-hmm. lap sit situation. And it's gross. Yeah. Because he's so much older. And he calls her seductive. She is fifth. Teen right. years old, sir, and you're forty. So no, take your penis, no, yeah, <laughs> and slam it in the nearest door. That's what you have to do because this is disgusting. She is seeing you as a father figure. You, she is your ward. Mm-hmm. She is your Robin to your Batman. But that might not be a great example because I have a feeling they were doing shit together too. So <laughs> it's a little. but anyway they have that weird moment and like dr paul's like oh you're so seductive she's 15 (laughs) yeah yeah for real she's 15 not only is she 15 she is 15 and has only lived in an attic for the past four years she yeah she she can't be seductive right like Like she's experienced nothing but trauma for uh like her entire adolescence i would say yeah so how about you don't hit on her dr paul and how about Mm -hmm. because she's wearing like the negligee or the right that he bought her he bought her and she's like well you bought me this and he's like yeah i did like gross just buy her jimmy jams yeah. Buy her some footy pajamas. Exactly. Yeah. Buy her a onesie. Like, you don't have to buy her a fucking nightie. <sighs> Dr. Paul. But also, hey, Dr. Paul. <laughs> now you stop it. Mm-mm. No, I refuse. He's not bad looking, according to the description. <laughs> right. In, in As a fictional character. <laughs> He's a doctor, Marie. I could uh-huh. be a doctor's wife. So the next part. So she's going, she's doing all her ballet school while Chris and Carrie are away at school. She's going to school, going to ballet all the time. It's like consuming her life. Event And Julian, who lives in New York, is basically coming back like every other weekend to visit because he's so enamored with Kathy. And finally, Julian convinces Kathy, let's go on a date together. And Kathy's just like, okay, fine, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> And so they go on a date. It was uneventful. Julian calls her a tease. All this other nonsense. And Julian's like, hey, I think we dance together perfectly. So I think you need to come to New York. And Kathy's like, bro, I'm 15 years old. Yeah. I am not out of high school. Go fuck yourself. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. (laughs) Again, Kathy, you're not smart. Most of the time. But this, Smart yeah, move. like I think, Smart yeah. Move. yeah. Yeah. Like, she's like, let me just finish high school and then maybe I'll think about it because I can't. So I'm not, I'm not ready for uh-huh. New York. So after her date, of course, she can't sleep again and she finds Dr. Paul in his study again. Mm-hmm. How convenient. Uh huh. And she sits in his lap again. And Dr. Paul's like, I can't. And she's like, but you can. And Dr. Paul's like, I can't. And then Kathy's like, but you can. And then Dr. Paul's like, no, I can't. Let me tell you the story of my wife Mm -hmm. and why I'm emotionally scarred. Like, I know you have your own emotional scars, but I too, Dr. Paul, have my own emotional scars. So we find out what his story is with his ex, his wife, former wife, ex-wife. Right. Julia. Mm Mm-hmm. So we find out that he and Julia were like high school sweethearts and they loved each other a lot. And then he proposed to her. They got married. And then on their wedding night, she was like, I'm good. <laughs> we don't need to consummate this yeah, thing. We do- I don't need that in this is what I'm trying to say. And Dr. Paul's like, but I want to put this in that. And she's like, no, nah, no, no, nah, I'm, nah, good. Nah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, though. And so he keeps on trying and then eventually he finds out that Julia was molested as a child and that she's not into the whole sex thing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop Dr. Paul. He basically rapes her yeah. on several No, I occasions. think he like straight up admits it. He was like, yeah. yeah, I raped her. I raped her on several occasions and eventually she got pregnant with our son and he loved the son 
And then Julie was like, I gave you a son. Don't ever touch me again. And Dr. Paul was like, fair. Mm-hmm. But like he kind of took that and ran with it and uh, like had extramarital affairs. Mm-hmm. Which again, like, okay, raping bad, 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 bad. But I can understand why he had the affairs. Mm-hmm. So he had the affairs. Julia found out about the affairs and is pissed as fuck. And then, so on their son's second birthday, it was either second or third. Third, I think it was the third. Third, they're getting ready for the party, and Julia's like, "Oh, I promised Scotty that we would get something at the store. I'm gonna go take him to the store. You wait here for the guests. I'll be right back." She leaves. Turns out she drowned herself and Scotty in the river, and they did. And that's the story of Julia and Scotty and why Dr. Paul is emotionally fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, okay. I, I, it's such a hard story because I feel like Dr. Paul is trash, but I also feel like Julia's trash. I think she's trash for taking it out on the kid. Yeah. Because like, that was the whole thing was like, she's like, I'm going to destroy the one thing you love most, Mm -hmm. which is our son. And so, like, I think she's trash for that. Yeah. But it's like, I don't think she's trash necessarily for being traumatized and not wanting to have sex. But then it's like, it's also, is she then a victim of the times where maybe, you know, because this is like the 50s, 60s. 60s, yeah. Um, where, you know, maybe when it happened, it was the 50s? No. no? Was, oh, because well, it was like, okay, was, so like, yeah. Late 50s, early 60s, yeah. let's say, but very much like the ideal of the nuclear family. But, and it's like, you get married and you don't get divorced. Mm-hmm. And it's probably also this idea of a woman having to, I guess, give in to her husband or like mm-hmm. provide sexual release for her husband. I don't mm-hmm. know whether she wants to or not. So, but like, that's kind of like fucked up ideology. Time, Dr. Paul was like, well, do you, we, we could seek therapy for this. Right. Like, he was willing to do therapy. He was willing to do all of these steps. And she said no every time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't justify what he did. No. But at the same time, after the fact, like, after he stopped touching her and he was like, well, we could go to therapy. We can do this and this. And then he cheated on her. It was one of those things where, like, what were you expecting him right. to do? I, I feel like if this were like more modern times, yeah. like it would have been way more socially acceptable for them to just get divorced. Yeah. Which like, I think at this time they could. So, so I'm yeah. not, I'm not blaming Julia. I'm mm-hmm. blaming her for killing her son because yeah. fuck that because shit. Because he was, I, the yeah, way I view it, he was obviously yeah. Yeah, 100% in this situation. Yeah. Like there was clearly something mentally wrong with her mm-hmm. not only on the former molestation level but to to go straight to i'm going to kill my child level mm-hmm. she needed like mental help and she just refused to seek it for herself and i think that's where i'm blaming right. her and i mean again like it's kind of not to like give her a pass because i yeah. don't but also kind of to say that maybe she was sort of a victim of the times and that yeah like, people probably there was, I'm sure there was like a heavy stigma attached to mental illness or trauma and yeah. like getting therapy. Like that was well, probably just something that you didn't do. The methods of therapy back in the day. Right. Like, yeah. Like it was probably maybe like, she didn't want to oh, get electroshock right. therapy. <laughs> or it's like, oh, you're kind of fucked up in the head. We'll give you a lobotomy. Uh-huh. It'll be fine. So I understand why yeah. she didn't seek help. But at the same time, you also don't kill your kid. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I still don't. I I don't like Julia, but I empathize with Julia, Mm -hmm. I guess. So Kathy's like, oh, that's a a fucking bummer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She goes to bed. And then the next part of the story is Kathy has her 16th birthday. Julian's invited and is being a total fucking douche at her birthday party. And she's just like, get out. No, thank you, sir. (laughs) And he leaves and basically ruins her party. So that's, we're taking a break in this. I don't know why I'm upset about this, but like, that's kind of how I felt when I was reading Petals in the Wind. And then suddenly it was like, so we're taking a break in my story because this is also Carrie's story. Right. Let me tell you about Uh Carrie. So in the middle of all this like drama with Kathy seducing Dr. Paul, but not really seducing Dr. Paul and Julian trying to seduce Kathy and all this nonsense, we get 
Carrie's story vignette. Side note. Side note. <laughs> side note. So I we'll talk about it really quick. So guess what, Marie? What? Sending Carrie away to a boarding school was a horrible idea. Who could have foreseen oh, this? Blows my fucking mind. So what happens basically is Carrie is a roommate at boarding school who makes fun of her and her big ass head, which mm -hmm. in, in the girl's defense, it gets brought up constantly. Constantly. Kathy's like, oh, she would be so beautiful if her head were not so comically large. Uh -huh. Like every other paragraph, if a paragraph mentions Kathy in this book, it also mentions her big ass head. Like there's no... Like maybe Kathy, yeah. if you stop fixating on her big ass head, <laughs> it won't be as be much okay. of an issue. Yeah. So Carrie's roommate like makes fun of her all the time, and finally everything boils to a head. There's like this big brawl and Carrie in the roommate's room. The whole like their class gets in trouble for it, and they can't mm -hmm. go home for the weekend. So as punishment, this girl, the roommate, gets everybody else together and they're going to initiate, quote unquote, initiate Right, Carrie. almost as if like a secret society. Yeah, which, like yeah. hazing. They're going to haze But I her. mean, really, like I just imagine, like mm -hmm. they all come in with pillowcases over their heads. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, is it like a mini clan Basically. kind of thing? <laughs> it felt like it. Yeah, so they're like, okay, we're initiating you, blah, blah, blah. You can't freak out. Otherwise, you're not going to be in our secret society. And you know, Carrie's used to following fucking rules because she lived in yeah. an attic for four years, which nobody knows. And so she's like, okay, so they blindfold her, take her up to the roof, and she hates heights because she was locked in an attic for three mm -hmm. years. Like, she don't like it. So she freaks out. They leave her on the roof. She tries to get back off of the roof, falls, breaks her leg, and is like there, like passed like trapped out. in an attic space. And she hates that. Blindfolded, scared out of her mind. <sighs> then, Marie, mm -hmm. hours after this happens, like roll call is at like nine to go to church the next yeah. day. And Dr. Paul and Chris and Kathy don't get a call until around like noon. Right. That their eight year old child is missing. Which, okay, like to an extent I kind of get because it's like, yeah, we tried looking everywhere for her first. Mm. Now it's gotten to the point where like we still can't find her. But I don't know. It's still, yeah, maybe they should have called like immediately. Yeah. So they call and Kathy's freaking out. Dr. Paul is freaking out. Chris is freaking out. So they go there and they examine her room and all of this. And eventually Kathy out of the corner eyes like, that bitch over there knows something. <laughs> and she has like a weird bulge in her pocket. Uh, I'm going to fucking investigate this. These are all my sister's dolls. Where the fuck is my sister? And Kathy finally breaks one of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so they find her in the attic and they pull her out of the attic. It's like a whole big deal. Her leg is broken. Dr. Paul's like, yeah, guess who's unenrolling their kid from this school? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Also, I assume they must have sued or gotten some sort of right? money or yeah. some hush money. You would hope. Because that, one, that looks bad on the school. Two, at least give the tuition back. For real, yeah. Like, if I didn't get a refund on my tuition after my kid was hazed mm -hmm. at their elementary boarding school, yeah. I would be like, mm-mm. I'm going to Dateline, motherfucker. Like, give me the cash now or it's all going to blow up on social media. So that Carrie goes home and she actually ends up enrolling in public school. So everybody's all happy, more or less. But then we go back to more of Kathy's story, everyday life. She goes to ballet class. She goes to school. Her hobby is researching Bart Winslow, who is her horrible mother's new husband mm -hmm. well and yeah just kind of like keeping tabs on yeah. her mom and the society pages of the local papers because they were lucky when they ended up in this south carolina town bart lynn bart winslow's hometown happened to be like the next town over mm -hmm. it's like green glen or Gringala. green glenna or something Gringala. like that Gringala. i have no idea and then so she's been keeping tabs on them because he's like hot shit over there because he's the richest family in town. Mm -hmm. 
So that's what she does on her off time. And one day she actually sees her mom and Bart in town and she does nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just kind of freezes. Yeah, she doesn't know what to do. Which, cool, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think it's weird also because she's supposed to, supposedly, look like her mom like just 100 percent like her right. mom yeah just a younger hotter version of her mom and i'm surprised nobody if she, if her mom is such hot shit in this town right yeah they'd like, be like you look like a younger hotter version of yeah, corinne yeah of bart winslow bart winslow's new wife like how has she never run into that situation right and even more so later in the book how has that not happened when paul's sister shows up yeah right like mm-hmm. mm-mm Anyway, keep on moving on. Now, as the the time passes, it's <laughs> Dr. Paul's birthday. And so they all get dressed up. Chris comes home from college. Carrie looks all cute. Kathy looks all hot. They're waiting for him and waiting for him and waiting for him. And, like, if you don't recall from Flowers in the Attic, Kathy, Chris, and Carrie's dad died the day of his birthday party. Mm-hmm. And he showed up late. So there's like well, that. He didn't show up at all because yeah. he was dead. <laughs> yeah. So they were waiting for him. And then the troopers showed up and said, oh, your dad's dead. So, I mean, in Kathy's perspective, there's a little element of that mm-hmm. in the whole waiting for Dr. Paul to come home for his birthday. Turns out he was just at a medical convention too long. He eventually right, his flight got delayed. Yeah. Or something. He eventually shows up and Kathy's pissed, but she's still like, fine. What the fucking food I cooked for you. Everybody went to sleep. Chris had to go back to college. So it's just Dr. Paul and Kathy. And Marie. Kathy gives him her gift. Ooh. What, what, yes. What was it? What kind of gift was it? Well, uh, Kathy's gift to Dr. Paul was her body. Ooh. So yeah, Kathy convinces Dr. Paul to sleep with her. I, I, I'm not excited about it. No. Because it's gross. Yeah. I guess the humorous part was he's all like, okay, come on. You can do this. Come, 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 come. Come, Kathy. She's come. like, where? Where? <laughs> where am I supposed to come? <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was a little comical in yeah. my view. And so they, Dr. Paul Where finished. am I coming? Yeah. Dr. Paul finishes and Kathy's like, why did you keep asking me to come places? Where would I go? <laughs> and then Dr. Paul's like, I see. You don't know what I meant. Uh-huh. Let me show you. And so Dr. Paul shows her the ways of the world. Again, she is 16. He is like 42 at this point. Mm -hmm. Go fuck yourself, Dr. Paul. So time passes. Dr. Paul and Kathy are having this ongoing romance. I'm not going to call her romance. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, I think like she's obviously like, I think she's traumatized and Mm -hmm. there's this whole thing with, I think in her mind, she's like, I'm doing this so I can move on, which means Chris can move Mm -hmm. on. So yeah, I don't don't know if I I kind of am am in the same boat. I don't want to call it a romance or a a tryst. It's like an affair. Affair. I don't know. Yeah. So that goes on and then Christmas comes around again and Dr. Paul's like, Hey, Kathy, Love you. You're great. What do you want for Christmas? And Kathy's like, I want to go visit Foxworth Hall where we were kept trapped for those four years. And Chris is like, why? But why though? (laughs) How about we don't? Uh And Kathy's like, no, I have to see it. And Dr. Paul's like, closure? Mm -hmm. I'm down. I'm down. Let's go. And also part of the reason they want to go is to try to find out where Carrie's twin brother was buried, Corey. Yeah, like to yeah. try and look into like hospital yeah. records for little boys mm-hmm. around his age who died of pneumonia. Yeah. Fun fact, they don't find anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, how about that? Uh-huh, how about Color that? me surprised. Yeah. And then they drive past Foxworth Hall and then like Carrie freaks the fuck out screaming for her mom. And then they're like, 
maybe this was a bad idea. Uh-huh. No, and then like it was like some weird mention of like I guess maybe was it a fantasy of Kathy's that the house had burned down? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, like that. Like I just felt lost. Like they mentioned something about that it was like oh the roof was all intact. It was like wait what was there a fire? I don't remember hearing well, about this. Well, because when they escaped, they left a candle burning uh, in the attic, and so okay. she was hoping. Like most people who Some, leave their house with a candle burning, yeah. my apartment's going to burn down. <laughs> Some errant paper uh-uh. flower would flutter down and catch yeah. flame. But Foxworth Hall is perfectly fine. Yeah. And really nothing came of visiting. But they did. So that was cool. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we have Kathy has basically become a star in the ballet company. Everybody loves her. She's doing great. She's killing it. And so finally, they do like a performance of Cinderella or the Nutcracker or something. Mm -hmm. And Julian's like, this was amazing. We are perfect together. Just come to New York. And Kathy's like, you know what? I graduate high school somehow in January. (laughs) Maybe she takes some extra credit. She graduates. She was locked in an attic for three years, Marie. Anyway, this bitch graduates high school at 16 in January, which is also weird. And she's like, fine. You know what, Julian? If you promise to come and fly with me to New York, I'll go with you because I've never been on a plane before. And that shit is freaky. Agreed. So she's like, yeah, I'll go to New York. So Julian comes down, flies with her to New York. They're in New York. She meets the new her new ballet 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 <laughs> ballet madam madam zolta uh-huh and madam zolta's an old lady kind of like harsh uh-huh severe severe and kathy ends up living in an apartment with two other girls one girl she likes the other girl she hates so normal yeah that sounds about right yeah kathy's hella good at ballet she ends up getting the starring role in Nutcracker. So she calls Paul up and is like, Paul, oh my God, I have this starring role in the Nutcracker. So you guys got to come up and see me. And Paul's like, hell yeah, bitch. I love seeing you in a tutu. Some leotards. I can see all your junk. They come up and she does great. Paul is all excited. Julian's all pervy on Kathy. Chris is all pervy on Kathy's evil roommate. Because let him be pervy, Kathy. Right? Yeah. Holy no, so I feel shit. like that. Okay, I have to say, yeah, there was like this, this like weird hypocrisy mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. her having this mentality of like I need to like get into like being with other dudes so Chris can move on and he can't, you know, he won't love me anymore. But she was like oddly possessive and she like didn't want him to hook yeah. up with her hot roommate, which comes to a head later as well. But yeah, just let it go and so afterwards after the rap party like chris and carrie and paul no the maid julie oh the maid henrietta henny henny go back to the hotel and dr paul's like hey baby i got us a hotel room Mm -hmm. and so they bang which cool, whatever. And then he's like, I want to make you my wife, girl. And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah. So they become engaged. Like you do. To a 40 guy, 40 uh, year old. Yeah. When yeah. you're 16. Yeah. Or 17, maybe at this point. I feel like she was 17 or 18, possibly, but I don't know. Still, still gross. gross. Yeah. Still inappropriate. So Kathy accepts, but she's like, dude. Let's keep this a secret. We'll tell everybody at Christmas. And Paul's like, yeah, I guess. Whatevs. Whatevs. So we have more New York living for Kathy. So it turns out Julian buys Madame Zolta's semi-new Cadillac Mm -hmm. and is super stoked about it and is like, Kathy, I love you so much. Let me take you for the first ride in my new Cadillac. And so Julian's like making moves on her again, is trying to get into her pants, and she's just like, "No, Julian, I'm not into I'm you. I'm not like into that. you like that. I fucking hate you. Stop this. I know we dance good together, but 
Well, and that was like a Go whole thing yourself. with like Madame Zolta being like, yeah. he loves you, but you clearly don't love him. <laughs> People are going to love this. <laughs> like, it's, it's going to just like this chemistry is great. It's just one of those things like she doesn't like you, bro. Like that. Like you are in. You're not even in the friend zone because she kind of hates you as a yeah. person too. You were just it's like trash. literally only when they're dancing is she yeah. kind of like, oh, he's great. But you're and then after that, yeah, you're just coworkers. That's all you yeah. are. Not even friends. Stop it. But he doesn't like that. That he just has to stop it. So instead of stopping it, he, they're driving. They're driving in the car. They're like in Brooklyn. They live in New York. I don't understand geography for new york but it's far away eh, there's stuff yeah and, uh, i mean they have to go over a bridge or maybe through a tunnel like, i, don't I know. feel like he does the lean in he grabs her purse but pretends like he's gonna like try to put a move on her pushes her out the motherfucking door uh-huh in brooklyn in brooklyn no purse no money she's in brooklyn uh-huh he's like you don't like me well then fuck you <laughs> but you picked her up knowing she doesn't like you julian i think it's just like i think that kind of like he's such a narcissist mm-hmm. that he just can't comprehend that she's not into him it's so like, like he does this bullshit yeah of her saying nah dog mm-hmm. it's ridiculous but i mean i guess it fucking pays off in the end so <laughs> she gets a cab and she convinces the cabbie to wait while she goes gets money her evil roommate Yolande is like, yeah, I'll give you $20, but you have to do something for me. And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. She runs down, pays the cabbie, comes back upstairs, and Yolande is like, guess what I want? I don't even want my $20 back. And Kathy's like, cool, what do you want? I want your hot-ass brother to come here and bone me. <laughs> and Kathy's like, no, you can't. Right. Not Chris. Which, I mean, in a way, it'd be like, yeah, like you can try, but you can't make him do shit. Yeah. So, so and okay. then, but, but also Yolanda's like, well, he's already done shit with yeah. me, so he's going to he, do shit with me again. He's been here, done that. Uh-huh. And Kathy's like, no, I'm so angry. And she's, she packs up all her shit and leaves. She goes to Madame Zolta and she's like, Madame Zolta, I cannot live with this woman anymore and her seducing of my brother and I hate Julian and I just want to leave. And Madame Zolta's like, you and Julian are really great together. You're really like bringing in the monies. So I'll find you a one bedroom apartment. It's not going to be great, but I'll find you something. I'll raise what I pay you at the ballet company. And you can live there. So Kathy gets her own one bedroom apartment. She's living there. And then one day Julian comes busting and he's like, oh, my God, did you hear? And Kathy's like, no, what am I supposed to hear? Oh, we're going to tour Europe. And Mm -hmm. so that's like a big thing. And they're all excited about it, of the touring Europe. And they've also their ballet company was recorded doing the nutcrackers so it's going to air on christmas throughout the country Mm -hmm. so it's like they're hitting the big time they are hitting the big time so which is kind of like kathy's plan like this is like part of her plan to get back at her mom yeah because look at how awesome i am dancing right and i think she goes by like Catherine doll yeah like d-h-a-l or something mm. but like it's like one of those things she's like i know my mom is gonna know who it mm. is and again she looks just like her fucking mom mm-hmm. so there's a christmas break so she goes home for christmas break her and paul tell everyone they're getting married chris is fucking pissed and is like you should marry somebody your own age like julian and kathy's like i don't I hate Julian. Why does no one understand that I hate Julian? <laughs> and that all happens. All this jazz goes down. She goes back to New York because she still has to work. So the troupe gives their last performance in New York. And then after the performance, she's sitting in her dressing room. And Madame Zolta comes in and is like, somebody from your hometown is here to see you. And she's like, oh, who is it? Like, Kenny? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? And it uh, turns out it's fucking Paul's sister. And Paul's sister's like, mm-hmm, you're pretty. I can see why he'd go for someone like you, I guess. Uh-huh. And Kathy's like, so Paul's sister is like, hey, guess what, bitch? Julia isn't dead. And Kathy's like, wait, what? 
Julia is just a vegetable somewhere. Or no, Julia's just She didn't an even tell her that. Yeah, we, yeah Julia she, is in an institution. So it's, it's like, you know, very like Jane Eyre yeah, vibes it's is what so I got Jane from Eyre this. Vibes. Like she he's she's just crazy and he just keeps her in an institution. Mm-hmm. You can't but even he, get married to he's Dr. He's still Paul. married. He's yeah. like he's still technically married, uh-huh. so like oh. this is bullshit. And then don't and then she's like, and don't pretend you and Dr. Paul didn't sleep together sooner because I know you had an abortion. And Kathy's like, Wait, what? What'd you say? That's what a D and C means. Yeah. And Kathy's like, Oh shit. And <laughs> and Dr. Paul's sister's like, Yeah. I heard you had like a two-headed fetus and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. He keeps it in a jar in his office. <laughs> and Kathy's like, no, he doesn't. What? Why? And she's like floored by all this. Kicks Dr. Paul's sister out. And you think everything's chill. Like she kicks him out and she's like, Dr. Paul wouldn't do this to me. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to the party. She gets a little, she gets a little tipsy. Mm-hmm. She gets a little tipsy. And Julian's like, you're going to sleep with me tonight? And Just, Kathy... Yeah. Kathy's just like, okay. Right? He's just like, just give me one night. Give me yeah. one chance to rock your world. And Kathy's like, all right, but we have to get married first. Or something like that. But the, either way, it's like, yeah, she like it's like it cuts to like them getting married the next day. And it's just like, what the fuck? There's no reason. And does she she doesn't call Dr. Paul. She doesn't telegram Dr. Paul. She doesn't mail Dr. Paul. She doesn't IM Dr. Paul. She does nothing. <laughs> As if she could. <laughs> she does nothing to communicate with Dr. Paul. Like ask him, like, hey, I hear your wife isn't dead. What's up with that? What's up with that? No, she doesn't even bother to pick up the fucking phone. Instead, she marries somebody she physically hates. Mm -hmm. Like on a visceral level. On a visceral level, instead of asking if her fiance had a living wife. Mm -hmm. Like, who does that? Like, it's a very much a 17-year-old girl thing to do, I guess. But I feel like at 17, I would have been like, bitch, who you? Mm-hmm. Why are you telling me this? I'm gonna talk to my man first before I like go marry another dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like I can't, I can't even with this. Like it's just like why? Again, I just have to like keep telling myself like, okay, she's been very, very traumatized. Yeah. <sighs> but still, it's it's dumb. You don't you don't even call Chris and maybe like talk to you. Chris is your confidant. Yeah. You don't talk to him about it. You talk to no one about any of this. And you're just like, you know what? Doing it. Doing it. Mary and Julian seems like the right thing to do. No, it's not. Don't marry any. If you're 17 right now and you're listening to this, don't marry anyone. Yeah. That's my tip. Hot tip of the day. It can wait. Uh-huh. So they get married. They go off to tour Europe or whatever. And they fly to Europe. Everything's going great. They they do great over there. Julian's kind of weird the whole time. But, like, she already knows that. So they finally return home. They go back to South Carolina. And it's time for her to tell Dr. Paul yeah. this whole but time. he still doesn't know. <laughs> this, like, three-month tour of Europe. She doesn't bother to call him or drop him a line. And I mean, it's also kind of interesting that it's like, oh, like there would be no news stories about this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hot ballet couple ties the knot. Well, we find out later that Henny found the clipping and uh, like kept it in her apron. Uh, it's like, gotcha. I'm not going to tell Dr. Paul that shit. It's not my job. So she tells Dr. Paul, hey, guess what? We're not getting married because I'm already married to this dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dr. Paul's heartbroken, of course. Because he had a hot, flexible ballerina, and now he has nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody hates Paul. I mean, not Paul. Everybody hates Julian. Like even because Chris, he's an asshole. So yeah, it totally even makes Crystal, sense. Even Chris was like, "You'd ra- I'd rather have you marry Julian than Doctor Paul." And now Chris is like, "Well, Doctor Paul's not bad, Julian." Right? What the, fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? But I mean, to be fair, if I was Kathy, you'd be like, "What the fuck? You told me to marry someone more age appropriate. You can't change your mind on this." But I mean, really, it was probably Chris being like, you should be with me. Yeah, it's more of that. Yeah. And like Chris's best alternative was for Kathy to marry somebody hella old who would eventually die. And then he would get to be with Kathy. Right. Something. I don't know. I feel like I also hate Chris in this whole thing, too, because like, dude, just stop 
with the boner for your sister. But uh-huh. please stop yeah. having the hots for her. So the other part when they go back home, because Julian's hometown is also Kathy's homish town. Julian's dad is dying. George's George's is dying. <laughs> he goes to the hospital. He basically hates his dad because his dad just wants him to be a ballerina and like carry on his legacy. I guess it's not ballerina, ballerino. Uh, yeah, whatever it is for male, male ballet dancers. <laughs> so he dies and Madame Mariska and Kathy have this moment where she's like, oh, my son is so weak. He needs you. I'm so glad he has you mm-hmm. at the funeral and all this happens. And Kathy's like, I wasn't prepared for this sort of. <laughs> I, w- I didn't really sign up for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, and that's kind of how it ends. Julian and Kathy move in together in an apartment in New York. And you kind of get the general overall sense that Kathy is fucked. Right? Because I think he's just like super, super clean. He doesn't Um, give her a moment's peace. Like, they have to be together like all the time. Like, she can't go to the bathroom without Without. him being like, hey, what you doing? Why don't you leave the door open? I want to be with you all the time. I want to watch you pee. Why can't I watch you pee? I don't like, I don't like. I don't want to see anybody pee. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't. I never was comfortable with that. Fair. But yeah. So she realizes like, oh shit. I thought this is a girl who's been locked, who was locked in the attic for three years. And she's like, this guy has more emotional issues than I do. I don't know. I never felt as smothered (laughs) as I have felt right now (laughs) or feel right now. And she was locked in an attic. So we're kind of our part three is looking towards like, yeah, I'm curious to see where that goes. Yeah. I can't imagine being in that sort of smothering relationship. And then he was also like, I tend to drink a lot and then abuse people. But I think like you'll stop me from that. Yeah. I'm putting this responsibility Mm -hmm. on you. Fuck you, Julian. Well, one. Yeah, he's the worst. But it's all Kathy's fault. She shouldn't have married him. No. Why? I don't know. I wonder if it's almost kind of like a, she's maybe to a certain degree, she's also maybe even kind of punishing herself. Well, I think for the things that she's done, you know, her fault or not, like maybe I think she's too self-sacrificing because she thinks if she marries Julian, then Chris will be free. Right? She's kind of making a martyr of herself to an extent. So dumb. So for predictions, do you have any? Not really. I guess I just get the sense that like something tragic is going to come out of her Mm -hmm. marriage to Julian. Like something bad is going to happen to Julian. Yeah. I definitely get that feeling. I know bits and pieces, so I'm not going to do my Uh prediction. I'm just going to say stuff happens. Uh Um, (laughs) Oh, stuff happens. That stuff will happen. We're reading part three and part four for our next chunk of reading because of the way it all breaks down. Three and four are pretty short. And then in like part five Five. was going to be a standalone. That's the end. Yes, that's the end. So just part three and four for the next episode. So I hope you guys all enjoy it. I hope you guys are all as angry as I am about everything. I just, I get it. She's only 17. Yeah, it's very, very young. But I also feel like, okay, at 17, would I have fucked Dr. Paul? Yes. Yeah, it depends on how hot Dr. Paul is. Would I have married Julian? No. You hated him. Yeah. Yeah, You hate everything about him, but only when you work together. So you worked at the movie theater. Pick out one of the co-workers at the movie theater that you hated, but were okay working with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, probably wouldn't have married him. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so you know. So, fuck you, Kathy. But we know you've gone through a lot of trauma, and uh, we're sorry about that. So I think that's uh, that's about it. We're going to wrap it up. Hey, Marie. Hey, Sasha. Get the fuck out of my house. As soon as I finish my beer. <laughs>